0: Hey, Desperate Housewives, super fans.
1: Welcome back to I'm Summer, I'm Christy, and this is...
0: We know what you did.
1: It makes us sick. We're going to tell. I'm Christy Gomez. And I'm Summer Moran. It has been several days. Oh, no, it's been much longer than that. It's been about two weeks since we were together.
0: (laughs) I feel refreshed. I feel revived. I was nonverbal, just went to work and back for like three days. Then I have a bunch of friends in town because I'm seeing mis hermanos tonight, the Jonas brothers. It's also my two-year LA anniversary today, so what a way to celebrate. Ooh!
1: Congratulations! Celebrate tonight. I cannot believe you've been in LA for two years. It feels like you moved in a year ago, not even.
0: Not even, like six months. Like, it was wild. Like, I went to the Beverly Hills Hotel for breakfast today with... Oops. And it's so... I'm not going to dox myself, but I don't live in Beverly Hills, but close to it. I just drove down the canyon, popped back up, and I was like, wow. I'm so grateful to be here.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. On another note, what was your name of <laughs> desperation? <laughs> so you know I have an addictive personality, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so so it, it can be a very dangerous thing when I take an interest in something new.
0: Oh no. <laughs> Oh, brother.
1: <laughs> Not this again. <laughs> this week, I developed a certain affinity for an act known as gaming.
0: I... No, stop. <laughs> stop. stop right now. Stop. Put it
1: down. Put the gun down, somewhere. <laughs> please. please. Don't... No, please stop. You don't know what you're doing with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not playing like Halo or like Call of Duty. I'm playing, I'm playing um, a fantasy game from 2005 that my New Jersey cousin used to play. Final Fantasy? No, Cameo, Elements of Power. So I've been playing a lot of Cameo and I also just got Hogwarts Legacy. So you know how that has sucked me in.
0: What platform do you have again?
1: I have an Xbox One.
0: That is Stupid. <laughs>
1: you...
0: <laughs> I would support your gaming only if you had a Nintendo Switch so we could play together. But
1: okay. But here's the thing. I don't have the Switch because I would have to use my own money to get it. This came to me for free.
0: Will man- manifest a Nintendo Switch for free?
1: Okay. They they come in pink, right? Yeah. They just they just released a pastel set. Perfect. Done. Done. I'm there. <laughs> Whatever you say. I'm good. <laughs> Why don't you tell me about your moment of desperation, make me feel a little bit better. I'm seeing
0: the Jonas Brothers tonight again, like I do. And first of all, I have Fifth Row Catwalk that came to me yesterday for $150.
1: As somebody who doesn't go to concerts, I know that's good. Yeah.
0: Miss my girl, Sarah Lindbergh, if you want to follow her on Instagram, Mm
1: -hmm. lind.sare.
0: This girl will always get a deal. Like, I don't know. So we're just sitting there this morning at breakfast and she's just checking tickets and she goes, two on StubHub for $150 is front, like almost front row. My last time I had a prime seat that was, you sold for like $800. I got it for 200 Like, I man, Like my level of abundance with the Jonas Brothers, I, I need that to be into the rest of my life.
1: I know. You need to inject because a little bit of that elsewhere.
0: I do because nothing comes easier to me than anything involving them. Everything else I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> I am I'll say this is a Patreon teaser you guys but I am really scared to see Kevin Jonas tonight um, up close and personal I'm, I'm fearing for my life a little to my moment of desperation I went to Sarah and Jazz's hotel last night and we were all giggling having fun again she has this beautiful they have a sweet $200 a night I don't know huge couch living room but we were making friendship bracelets and i you guys i don't have talented hands i know that when it comes like arts and crafts (laughs) i am physically inept um i can't do like mechanics i can't do legos when i used to work at disney world they would try to teach me how to like clean the the ice cream machine it was fitting a square into a circle they couldn't do it so we're making these friendship bracelets but every time i try to string them (laughs) we looked so (laughs) that <laughs> and everybody was making fun it was like i couldn't i couldn't do it for the life of me either they'd be like really tiny like baby sized or i'd put it on and like the beads were like all over the place on my wrist
1: like they just did not look good you know who's good at making friendship bracelets who like eight-year-olds yes. <laughs> <laughs> i know so so okay. the f- <laughs> So the fact that this is really outside your skill set is Extremely <laughs> startling. I could not, they would fall off the string.
0: <laughs> like I would be, I would be like trying to pick it up. They would all like be slipping off like it was bad. So finally Sarah looks at me, she goes, Christy, why don't you just lay them out and I'll put them on a string and tie them. And I was like, thank you. Do you know how to make bracelets? I've never tried. Well, don't come for me then.
1: I dated this guy when I was 16 and he had two younger sisters and they made me like the rainbow loom bracelets. So I had like four or five of them because every time I would go to his house, they would give me those. But that's, that's the best I can do.
0: Well, they're more talented than me. They're actually fun to
1: design.
0: (laughs) We should make friendship bracelets for our listeners. Oh, (laughs) Um,
1: wait free bracelet with every patreon subscription
0: or oh my god if we would if we do our meetup in October we'll give out bracelets Yeah, <gasps> tell us if you're coming to our meetup undetermined location Let's tell us what you want to say on them I won't string them I have I have people for that but I'm gonna reopen my bracelet sweatshop
1: our meetup is going to be in Los Angeles for those who are wondering our international listeners right now are like punching the air <laughs> Well, guys, come to LA
0: Halloween weekend.
1: <laughs> All Hallows Eve. Meet us in Disneyland. <laughs> we'll be an Oogie Boogie Bash. <laughs> Actually, we won't. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I can't make bracelets. I have no. These hands can't do anything. Ah! Oh!
1: remember when Peter Pettigrew strangles himself with the silver hand? <laughs> <laughs> <That's me. laughs> Stone cold sober, y'all. Shall we rock into episode nine? Let's do it, lovey. All right, episode nine is called Suspicious Minds, and we start with a Gabby montage. A montage, if you will. And we see a little bit of Gabby's past. I wrote stepfather antics, but antics was so not the right word. I just didn't know what to put there. Yeah,
0: this is the first time we learn about her tragic history with her abusive stepfather, which we get into years later. I also think the shot of just the legs in every scene, having, it is so satisfying to me. We just both did this. <laughs> it is so satisfying to look at, like it's just the exact same shot. There's a lot of really good like transitional shots in this nota- In this episode
1: I've noticed. So then we see Gabby sitting in the hospital with Mrs. Solis who's still in a coma. Gabby starts talking to the nurse and then the nurse has to rush out and Gabby gets her next great idea.
0: She puts together a fashion show for the nursing staff and gets all of the wonderful ladies of Wisteria Lane. I don't know why I just said it like that. I'm really sorry. I know I do so many accents, but I didn't like that one. I have to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We see Edie who is looking around. She's like trying to scope out the best possible dress to wear. Obviously she wants something like very slutty. And I can't even blame her for that. Like she knows what her best assets are. And the narration here is that treachery never goes out of style because she goes to steal. (laughs) (laughs) She goes to steal Susan's dress. I wrote conflict with Susan. Wow, they really are Summer and Christy.
0: I can't blame Edie. She knows she looks good. She wants to show off her body.
1: And they're slandering her. I'm like, you guys are just jealous. I think Edie thinks that too. Edie's like, they are just jealous. <laughs> Gabby gets the tea on John from his mother who is participating in the fashion show. And they're talking about how John is dating Danielle, but they're gonna break up soon. And Helen, who is John's mother is like, oh, you remember what it's like dating teenage boys It's so funny because we are, what, like four minutes into the episode, if that. And it is a spectacular episode already.
0: Now we meet new characters. Gabby has zero remorse. She doesn't care. She's fully
1: ready to just go up to the mother of the minor she's hooking up with. Between Gabby and Andrew, I'm like, how many sociopaths can we find on this show? (laughs) As they are preparing for this fashion show, Carlos walks in. He's on the phone. He's making a scene. And my note here is he's going to kick some ass in quotes. He is not happy. And he's like, Oh, sorry, sorry. But I noticed something about this scene. It's like a long meaty scene that we have not had these past few episodes because everything's Mm -hmm. been going so quick.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And you can see, it's funny because I think that the second episode was the only one where we didn't really see the women together. And I think just working in this industry and knowing how things work now I just know it was like a note from the network being like, hey, they they need to be together. Like, please, because then you just see more like the women together for no reason, really. Like, like Lynette asking Brie about um, the nanny. We'll get there. But things like that. Then they, they um, start bullying Edie. And they're like, why don't you wear Martha Hooper's dress? She
1: didn't show she up. She show never showed up, yep.
0: <laughs> they don't care. They're like, ah, she's not here.
1: Martha Hooper's probably known for being a little flaky. Yeah, I don't think she'd really support charity work. Yeah, she's like, what about the charity of Martha Hooper?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, then we immediately find out where Martha is because we get to Paul burying Martha's body and the blender, which again, I've watched the
1: show maybe seven times all the way through never noticed he was bearing thunder
0: Um, i know same in like a three foot hole
1: yeah yeah he really you know for somebody who had the chest at the bottom of his pool you would think he would have done like a little more digging no no pun
0: intended well he took the chest from its very safe place in the bottom of a pool and put it into a river where it's wood and it's gonna float up so i don't really expect like i can't really defend paul like i (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will defend Paul and the act of murdering Martha Huber. Bring up this body.
1: Come on, man. Come on. I think that just goes to show that like men are kind of clueless. And that's not me saying that as a hater, period. That's just me like making an observation.
0: And then we get again, another amazing trince. <laughs> another amazing transition in this episode is Paul digging the hole and then we get to julie digging the ice cream yes i
1: really liked that too and then we get to julie talking about how zach and her have been writing little letters together the little love letters and susan urges julie to open this letter that's arrived but julie is sweating in this scene <laughs> yeah, she's like
0: not my smut letter from <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: susan has a really iconic line in this scene because obviously she's super blindsided that julie and zach are corresponding but susan says my pen pal lived on a farm in ohio not a mental institution
0: oh my god and julie is so defensive over zach she's like no like he's had a really hard life and i said julie's me about paul like the way julie defends zach is how i am with paul
1: (laughs) my next note just says I hate Tom <laughs> mine is wow
0: Tom holding a
1: baby <laughs> yes I have that too right underneath I said Tom is finally holding one of his children and this baby actor baby, baby actor, actor. right now are you still a baby <laughs> going we
0: <laughs> did you grow up
1: <laughs> you, you, uh, you oh God <laughs> oh, no. Um,
0: no, that baby's going goo-goo-ga-ga this entire scene.
1: And it's like... um, A baby is like foaming at the mouth in Tom Scavo's arms. <laughs> <laughs> Tom thinks that he's going to be giving Lynette a well-deserved break, but she's like, okay, well, I am going to be cooking and paying bills and doing laundry while you are giving our kids a fraction of your attention. So it's really not much of a break at all, is it?
0: He's literally (laughs) stepping up and he's like, I'm dad of the year. I'm spending a whole hour with my five kids. He's trying, I
1: guess. Because Lynette says that their version of normal was her popping pills, she wants to hire a nanny, and at first, Thomas is a little defensive about it. But Lynette, when she—the thing I admire about her—is that when she wants something, she commits to it.
0: Okay. Also, but her going—I know this is all my fault. No, it wasn't. Her addiction is not <laughs> it's the kid's fault. fault. Because <laughs> it's the kid, and it, maybe if he'd been around enough, she wouldn't have resorted to eight to. Medication. She was taking a lot of pills. Also, did she go to rehab right. within the last week? Because she went from going crazy to being like, what happened right. was my fault. And we didn't even get like her telling Tom or anything. So hey, Mark Cherry, I know you're a listener. We'd like that deleted episode. Then we get to an iconic scene of classic Rex. He's back, baby. Last week, he was a good dad. <laughs> this week, he's back to his regular terrible antics. And Brie to a swim meet. And they're sitting there arguing. Bree's like, I'm really worried about Andrew. Like, he doesn't care about what he did. And he's like, yeah, I did. And she goes, I don't, like, we we need to do something. Like, we need to ground him more. And he goes, well, we took away TV for, like, a week. What else do you want me to do? Oh, wh- no wonder Andrew yeah, no, you're has right. no remorse. Rex. Rex. If that's your real name. Rex.
1: <laughs> what is Rex short for? Tyrannosaurus. No, no,
0: but I'm, I'm genuinely asking, like, what is Rex short for? Rex. Rexilian. Rexilian. He's
1: a reptilian. Rexilian. Rexillian <laughs>
0: Vandyke. You, like, I, I was floored. Like, Bree is a good mother, and she's like, "No, we have to teach him." And he's like, "We took away his TV." And then Bree goes, "A woman <laughs> is in a coma because of Andrew." <laughs> Like
1: every time, every time she talks about it, he ran over a woman. She had it's coma. the fact that <laughs> she has to keep reminding everyone of the severity of the situation <laughs> that takes me out. She's like a
0: woman is in a coma because of Andy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and in the meantime, who loves him more? Yeah, how much? And she goes, I carried him in my stomach for nine months. And he goes,
1: I've grown to love him just as and much as no, she No, because Rex's words were, he hung out in your womb for a couple of months back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, it's a good line. A great line, even.
0: That's something that a kid yeah. can say to their mom. Like, when your mom is like, I need you. And it's like, yeah, I say that to my mom all the time. I'm like, yeah, 20 bleep years ago. <laughs> get over it but for Atilian to say that to brie
1: i was like he has crossed the line several times by this point
0: no like i'm so over him and then they're arguing about who loves him more and then andrew wins the swim meet and they're like what just happened and the guy turns around and says that kid you love so much just won
1: oh no yeah that was i think that was actually a perfect scene like start to finish just in terms of of filmmaking yes and
0: and I think I again, every time I watch this show, I focused so hard on Mike and Susan that I don't think I've really dug into this storyline and analyzing it. I'm like, this is the best yes. one out of all yes. of them. Yes. It's so like just insane, and but blase yeah. at the same time. That like every scene, they say the most the craziest things, <laughs> and they just move on.
1: Nope, you're absolutely right. Then we cut to preparation for the fashion show again. Evil John Rowland enters because he's he's there to volunteer. And so Gabby confronts him and she's like, oh, I hear like you and Danielle are going to break up. She is flirting with this 17-year-old boy so hard.
0: Crazy because last week she wouldn't even be seen with him. She was like
1: knocking on a door like... Talking to you,
0: but when everybody's around, she's like, "Sure, I'll." Yeah, it and 18-year-old.
1: then she's giving him like a little bit of a foot job under the table, and Susan bends down to grab something from under the table that dropped. And my note here is: Susan catches them rut row.
0: Yeah, that was really stupid of her. But also, he said when they're talking, they're talking about Danielle, and he goes, "Not everything's about you." And it just reminded me of
1: something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah uh yeah so anyway susan um catches them and she's like bro. so then the next scene is um susan immediately going to gabby's they do not hesitate to bring us here and she's like i why was your crutch? why was your? She... she's like why was your foot in john Rowland's? she crutch? really
1: didn't hesitate with that she came right out and said yeah. it. And you know what? I have to admire her for not beating around the bush, but she's being really admonishing to Gabby. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say condescending because I get Susan, like where Susan is coming from. But Gabby is kind of like, okay, Susan, relax. Like this isn't even about you. And Susan is like, yes, it is about me.
0: <laughs> I wrote Susan's Thinking About Herself because here's the thing. When a man cheats their scum, when a woman cheats, there's a problem in the relationship. 100% of the time. So, Susan, Carl cheating on you is different than Gabby cheating on Carlos. I'm sorry. That's just a fact. Like, it just, you can support your friend. You can support your friend's wrongs, be like, hey, you're wrong, and then not like give it the silence. Yeah. I didn't like that. And then we get to Lynette um, asking Brie for nanny advice, and Brie is shaking in her boots. She's like, I really don't want to help. I really, these kids, Here's the I, thing, I don't want anybody
1: to or that. Brie, because Lynette has now asked Brie for help with rich people stuff a lot. Lynette has one income. She lives in a one income household with five children. And she is, you know what, maybe she's like manifesting money too. Like she's in her Delulu money era because she's like, I'm going to ha- hire a rich people nanny. I'm going to poach a rich nanny from the park. And she gets her kids into Barcliffe. They sold Tom's yacht to get that 15000 to the Barcliffe people. I don't know. I just think it's a little bit take, take, take on Lynette's part. <laughs> but also,
0: it's not, it's nobody's fault that you, that it's, you, have it's this many fault. Kids. Like, don't have that many children if you can't I don't think
1: she, them, but she didn't want that many kids
0: she didn't but it's like I don't know Yeah, I feel like
1: this is going to be a little politics <laughs> anyway what be like, the next scene is and she's like I'm going to make an offer you can't refuse kid Can you hear me I thought it was so funny how Lynette was like come on Bree all of your rich friends have nannies I was like Lynette you Gabby and Susan are Bree's friends <laughs> And like this is, you
0: all live in the same neighborhood.
1: You know all the the same same tax bracket, really. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like Tom can't be doing that bad. I don't know. It is it is a one income household.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but if they if you can afford to be a one income household with five kids, you can't be doing that bad. It's just five kids to support. So put them up for the baby. But the baby won't even
1: remember. Oh
0: Dana exactly. was a baby? Wait, it's young enough. <laughs> I love you that. I love one. that line. I'm going to do a Dana was a baby
1: bracelet. Wait, it's just DWAP.
0: <laughs> Dweb.
1: That's our next, that's our merch. Dwab. <laughs> Guys, subscribe to dwab. our Patreon for exclusive Dweb. <laughs> 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 You're like, I No, like I want people to walk around wearing dwab hats. <laughs> dwab <Dweb laughs> 20- 20- <laughs> twenty <laughs> We're at Disneyland and we see somebody What the last DWAB twenty twenty four. Somebody's going to listen to this episode and be like, you guys need to urban dictionary the word dwab, and it's going to mean something, like, really bad.
0: I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> dwab. dwab. Urban dictionary. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, what does it
0: mean? Oh, hold on, the first one says... <laughs> Wab refers to dog with a vlog. Ow! Ow! I
1: can't, I can't. <laughs> a Disney Channel
0: show consisting of an uptight girl, double her brother, hilarious little sister, and a talking dog, Stan. Definitely not as good as Hannah Montana, but still good. Oh, and then the second one is "don't worry about it." Another way of calling someone oh, okay. a dork or dweeb.
1: Okay. I think that there's a really bad one. Do I want okay. to know? Okay.
0: Text
1: it to you. You'll get my reaction in real time.
0: But this is like the fifth one. Okay, down. so
1: so dwab so, is not in um, the vernacular.
0: No, it's just like "don't worry about it." But I don't think anybody says dwab. Like I think. We wait make christy dwab look happen. at because <laughs> i don't think disney i don't
1: think disney is like oh yeah we love right dwab, so look at the use of dab in a sentence i'm,
0: <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> this right now
1: <laughs> you yeah, said i know i know quit. i know okay uh, on, on we go okay. so in the next scene interestingly we see we see gabby confronting john Ugh, his timing is impeccable he broke it off with Danielle during French. He says that he passed her a note. I'm wondering if he wrote the note in French.
0: Then we get to Andrew is smoking weed. Bree's like outside. He's Ugh. and um, she goes upstairs. He's smoking and Bree's like. You're Bree is such come. a good parent. She, she is. And again, as a 15 year old watching this, I thought she was so annoying that. But... The the altar. i'm like no teenagers need to be disciplined not me i was a perfect child but this is
1: the what the bad
0: ones need to, grow exactly, to be exactly exactly
1: and speaking of people with little to no remorse we see paul young in the next scene and he's washing blood out of his clothes or he's trying to and who shows up at his house but the doctor from the loony bin who says zach's escaped <laughs> <laughs>
0: But then we find out that Zach is across the street in Julie's room. Julie, it's a, Julie, <laughs> it's just a really scary scene. Like clut clut clut. It's just a really scary shot of him peeking out the window. I hate it. I hate it.
1: He he gives me goosebumps in the worst possible way. So bad, and the actor is very talented, but also stop that
0: <laughs> stop right now thank you very much remember when you thought you saw zach young
1: at Disneyland? <laughs> stop <laughs> spreading no those rumors year. are
0: out you <laughs> get to john and his friend playing basketball and john's talking about how he broke it off with danielle and the guy says why'd you do that she looked so slutty at ray's party i was like i'm starting to feel for danielle no wonder she's like this this is how she gets treated at school he's like yeah, well, you know, I'm doing that housewife. Again, <laughs> shivers down my spine. And Helen overhears, because she's, everybody's taking, it's trash week, because she's taking out the trash. And um, and she hears that, and she freaks out, and she's like, oh, my God, who is it?
1: Do you know what my note for this says? What?
0: Ruh-roh! <laughs> ruh, ruh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we cut quickly back to Paul. We see the doctor admonishing him very harshly. And then we go right to see Zach with Julie. Julie is harboring a fugitive for all intents and purposes.
0: Yeah, and like, it's kind of it's kind of nice to see Julie act out a little bit. The smartest kid, you know, she's a good kid. So to see her like be a little rebellious, even though if it's harboring a potential, you know. I don't know, I kind of admire her for it. I'm like, go off.
1: Yeah, and while she's doing that, Lynette is going to Valley View Park to poach a nanny. She passes a disgusting woman who eats a French fry off the ground.
0: And she is taking this literally like a business. Like yeah. she, she is really, She's trying to fully poach a nanny like she would poach a client.
1: She sees a woman who looks alarmingly like Jennifer Garner, and she goes, that's my victim.
0: <laughs> and at the same time, Lynette is at the park, Brie... I love seeing her in her little golf, <laughs> yeah. with Andrew's pee on her lap. She's being golf carted up to whatever, um, let's say the ninth hole in the golf course where Rex is. And <laughs> she's like, take this pee to the hospital. We have to get it analyzed. And he's like, you're being ridiculous. I said, Rex is being a little bitch again. Yeah. And he's like, stop it. Stop it. Leave him alone because he's like, all oh, kids smoke weed, who cares? We're not gonna get it. Because she, okay, her mission right
1: now is to get him kicked off the swim team. Yeah, because that's because the only she, way to teach him a lesson.
0: So now he's like, oh, we just like smoked a doobie, who cares? Just, we're not gonna kick him off the swim team. And then Bree throws the pee out on him.
1: I think she reacted very appropriately. I was cackling out loud at that scene though. Like as soon as she threw the pee on him, I forgot that happened.
0: Me too. I was so happy. I was like, "Thank you." That's Getting what just
1: desserts, yeah.
0: Finally, like this is they—they they need a
1: stern parent. Then we're back to Lynette on the park bench. She's talking to Jennifer Garner, whose name is Claire, and Claire gets kind of interested because she gets treated like, well, she gets treated very poorly by her boss.
0: Yeah, she's an abusive boss and um, Lynette is like, please, please, I'll be so good to you. And there's kind of like sexual innuendos with with, um, her like trying to poach, which is for comedy.
1: My note for the next scene is that we see Susan painting on her lawn. How does she have money?
0: she's a she's a author or a children's book illustrator right is she that so maybe successful for once oh, i mean could she be? definitely gets um child support and carl we don't know what carl does but he's rich so he definitely pays for the house but yeah i think that's they're like trying to show like oh look she's working
1: yeah i guess that would make sense We see John approach Susan as she is doing what appears to be a recreational activity, but I guess could be considered work. And John's being really delulu, and Susan has to try to knock some sense into him, because she's like, John, how old are you? And he's like, I'm almost 18. Yeah,
0: like, she's trying to knock some sense into him. She's like, you're a kid. You don't know what's going on. Like, she's twice your age, basically. And he's like, no, we're going to be in love. And she's like, no, Carlos is rich helen is like trying to figure out which housewife he's um banging and she sees with him with susan so that's immediately what she thinks and it's it's funny because you can because i really feel like you can't see a age difference much with gabby and the rest of the women right you can tell obviously she's younger but not like 20 years younger right she's like 10 20 years younger than all of them but you can really see the difference between john and susan like that looks like mother and son
1: yeah you're right but like Gabby totally and john that.
0: don't look bad you don't at all, see it as
1: much yeah somehow tom books the job as the mc of the fashion show and at first i was like how did tom get this gig but then lynette says something about his dorky charm and i was like okay i guess that makes a little sense
0: tom is slaying it from the beginning <laughs> Like, he is just, he is, he's dorky and charming. Like, I can't, I know TikTok hates Tom. I really don't. Yeah. I think because he really is just a realistic man.
1: Tom likes to work a room. And yeah, I do get that. And then, naturally, once again, like, I want to say they're mirroring us because Susan just, like, looks so cutie. And everyone's, like, fawning over her because she's, like, a baby deer. So, like, no pun intended there. But you just know there's going to be a problem because somebody says mrs roland didn't show up helen roland is nowhere to be found
0: oh but they don't care they're just like oh yeah go last because helen roland's not here yeah like they just don't care when somebody's not around you know <laughs> not very neighborly like i think if somebody was missing i'd be like you know who bye. would be
1: on that though Fel- martha hoover <laughs> honestly felicia <So> too felicia
0: <laughs> but yeah martha hoover would be like that's why she had to get killed off because she's just all knowing. She's a, she's like Jimmy Neutron, big
1: brain. I have to be honest with you, Christy. Our friend Marsha Cross was eating up that runway, Mama. Stunning. She she ate looked like
0: that. A, like, a, like a like a she looked regal.
1: Yes, yes. I was like all hail Queen Bree Bree Mason. No, okay, absolutely stunning. Like
0: okay. I think
1: Susan looked
0: gorgeous. I think Terry Hatcher's beautiful, but I don't think that she looked any better than any any of the other women. Like they all killed it. But they're like, yeah. like, "Oh my
1: god, look at Susan." I was like, "Do you think Susan just looks bad most of the time?" <laughs> Are you like, <laughs> by comparison, she just looks outstanding. <laughs> because
0: I think I think she looks gorgeous, but so do all of you
1: guys. Don't boost her. I life. I agree. I, I honestly thought Susan's dress was a little bit costumish. I felt like all the dresses kind of were. It, mm.
0: it, I think they were all kind of giving, like, low budget to me.
1: Okay, okay. Like I get low budget,
0: But it's, like, low budget suburban fashion show. Like what do you expect?
1: Yeah, it was, like, supposed to be in yeah. that vein.
0: Their mid-fashion show Susan's about to go on. Helen Rowland shows up, and she mauls her.
1: They start fist fighting bad
0: and susan has absolutely no idea she thinks it's because she's going last and she's like how we didn't know where you were and she's literally like like beating her (laughs) To whoever whoever pulls susan to to come on stage doesn't realize that she's basically naked like her her heel is broken her dress is completely ripped she's a mess on stage and she's your bones, and it's like you can just hear the record
1: scratch. Susan wants Gabby to go to Helen Roland and tell her the truth. Obviously, Gabby doesn't want to because she's like, "I'm going to get in trouble." But <laughs> I can't fault Susan at this point. She just got yeah. pulverized.
0: Like it was one thing when Susan had nothing to do with this, and she's like, "You're being a bad person." But now Susan is involved. She manifested it because now it is about her. <laughs> and <laughs> um. And. Yeah, she was like, what if Helen tells everybody that this has been going on? Which, that would be a bad mom thing to do because you shouldn't be kind of waving your kid's business everywhere.
1: Lynette goes to find Claire, who is working for her abusive boss. And the boss is raging. She's on her period, so she's like, apparently just being a little extra mean. But Lynette is like, I would never treat you that way. And she manages to win over Claire.
0: She offers her 20%
1: plus bonuses and, and where's
0: that the, where do you have that money
1: <laughs> the nanny also doesn't have to do laundry and she says she'll do dishes but only the kids dishes and i think she made a good negotiation there
0: no that's fair back in my nanny days i didn't do laundry one time
1: i would not want to know what that kid's laundry looked like
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to zach and julie and
1: uh, nah,
0: I like, I need to run away. I need to run away for good. Julie, these are piggy bank. There's maybe yeah. about $30 there.
1: Poor like, <laughs> Julie's so about to run away with $30. Julie. Like, I feel Julie. bad for Julie because that was all the money she had to her name. She earned that. And she's giving it to Zach, all the
0: $30 she has. And then Bree, is, Bree goes to Danielle and she goes, Where's your brother hide his marijuana? <laughs> and then we cut to her going to his locker. She finds it and she frames him because she is determined to teach him a lesson one way
1: or another. Cut back to Zach and Julie. And Zach is telling the story of Dana, and we get this big, big climactic moment when Zach is talking about what he believes happened. Now keep in mind, he was only like four years old when he heard the story of this, but he says, I killed my baby sister, Dana. Dana.
0: (laughs) If I were Julie, I wouldn't be like, oh, Zach. I'd be like, get out of my house. (laughs) Okay. And then something bad happens. Zach kisses Julie. And i really didn't like it but i have to say something about this you guys so a few months ago i one of the reasons one of how i had this idea to start this podcast was i met one of the actors his name's josh who plays Edie's nephew in the next season would love to have him on the pod one day so we met at this place called laurel tavern studio city And we're chatting i didn't realize his face did not register in my mind at first but then he tells me he was on desperate housewives and i was like okay i knew you looked a little familiar he told me a story in which he said he was andrea bowen's first kiss ever what josh henderson if you're a listener yet come on the podcast soon (laughs) when you can (laughs) Because, yeah, he told us this long, he was like, I don't like you know, I don't like to talk about, it. he was like, we're great friends today. I was her very Aww. first kiss ever. I told you I watched Desperate Housewives. I can go back and find this. So clearly this wasn't true. So Josh Henderson, this is your formal invitation onto the podcast in a few months when we get to season two. And we're going to discuss this discrepancy in what you told me. And yeah. maybe Andrea Bowen can come on too.
1: Can you believe that Josh Henderson lied to two strangers in a bar?
0: <gasps>
1: That's crazy. I was like, I watched
0: this. This is my favorite show. He don't doesn't lie. know who he messed with. Don't <laughs> lie to me.
1: You don't know who you just. <laughs> Your eyes on Thursday, the 24th of August, 2023, at approximately <laughs> 11 p.m.
0: <laughs> anyway, Josh, we have a bone to pick
1: speaking of bones to pick Gabby goes to Helen Roland and she confesses to not the murder. She confesses to the affair and Helen is like, so you've been doing this for a year. It started when he was 16 and Gabby's like, yeah, but it's over now. (laughs) As if that makes a difference. And Helen says, Oh no, this is far from being over.
0: Yeah. Um, and then oh she also doesn't maul her she's just like oh okay and then turns around so i was like you're not gonna beat up gabby but you'll beat up susan when you just had a suspicion maybe her hands were
1: tired in the next scene we see andrew getting caught with the weed in his sock in his swim locker and i wrote good riddance we see brie answer the phone and she's like oh my gosh really wow like she obviously knew that this was gonna happen yeah (laughs) she is like all right well thanks for letting me know i'll take care of it (laughs) um
0: and then there we see some detectives which was introduced very late in the episode this like random characters um Years ago, what it feels like now is they pulled the box out of the the toy chest out of the the river, and um, we see
1: the detectives talking to a box maker, a toy yes. maker. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a toy maker. He's Geppetto. <laughs> yeah, so the
0: detectives are talking to Geppetto, um, and then we cut to Paul at Julie's door. She's talking to Julie, and it looks a little weird. And then Susan's like, "What's going on?" And Paul's like, I need, I don't know where my son is. I need to see these letters. And Julie's like, no, not my love letters. And I was like, Paul's being a good dad for once. Come on. I You're know, great.
1: but we don't so know that. Nemo. Susan comes to Julie's defense because Julie says, no, I don't know where he is. And Susan's like, well, there you have it. My kid doesn't lie. And you just see the guilt all over Andrew Bowen's face.
0: Then we get back to the the chest um and geppetto is saying (laughs) "Made only like 500 of them so of course paul and mary alice didn't cover up that cover this up in a pottery barn chest they had to do one that was like custom made there were adult female human remains so we know that dana the baby wasn't the one who was killed yeah and they were all chopped up and the fact that we actually saw photos was crazy
1: I forgot that that was in there and it gives me chills right now but it also gave it me ever chills. I really like paid
0: attention. I was
1: just like, yeah. Because the way it pans so slowly. Network. Yeah. And that looks like a real no skeleton. Way. So Rex finally talks to Andrew about his pot. Finally. Now that he's been legitimately caught.
0: Okay, now he cares. He's like, yeah. "How could you be smoking weed?" Blah 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 blah. It's like, Brie brought this up to you, and you said, "Who cares? It's just weed."
1: I think it's just a Rex hating women thing. Yes, I hate
0: him. Like, there's just no, there's nothing else around it. We can, we're beating this point into the ground. This man hates women. I know. So then Gabby is like sitting there, like kind of stressed about her affair. She's like, "I don't know what to do." And then all of a sudden the cops are surrounding the house and she's like, this is it for me. Oh my God. Helen called the cops. She goes, oh my God, she called, she called the cops. And she's flipping out and she's like,
1: Carlos, Carlos, I'm so sorry. I'm she's so on sorry. her hands and knees at this point. <laughs> and when the cops knock on the door, it's not the regular Wisteria Lane PD, not the Fairview PD. This is the
0: FBI. <laughs> is
1: the FBI. And they're
0: like, Carlos Solis, you're under arrest.
1: And interestingly
0: she has a sense of relief but she's also yeah. like upset this time yeah like when mama Solis was and carlos is like oh brother like he knew this was coming and he goes i'm innocent tanaka set me up
1: gabby has lucky girl syndrome for real she
0: does but he looks so unfazed but again like okay so if he knew something was a muck and he's like i was set up so you knew something illegal was going on Carlito, liga. It's a crime. like you're an accomplice to whatever happened.
1: We see a shot of him sitting in the cell. It's like, dang. Dang. Dang, dang, diggity dang. a Dang, 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 diggity dang.
0: <laughs> so then we're kind of in like a little montage. Andrew's fully smoking with the door open. Like this has just made him worse. Susan does forgive Gabby because now her husband was hauled away.
1: And this was one of my favorite episodes.
0: I just can't believe it's one thing after another. Like we have car run over, Marco Huber dead,
1: Carlos getting arrested. Like this is bing, bang, boom, best show in the world. There is no rest here. There is no break. They just keep pumping it out.
0: No one mourns the wicked.
1: No one cries, they won't return. Wow, we're gonna have to do. Oh, yeah, guys, uh, for the Patreon, Christy and I are doing an unauthorized version of Green Witch, Pink Witch.
0: No, Summer, wait, <laughs> we should do that. That would be so funny.
1: It's totally legal. If we just filmed like in my living room, hold on,
0: this is really funny. Do you guys like Wake It? That would be hilarious. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys so much for tuning into the episode please, once again, follow. We are going to tell Instagram. We are going to tell Pod TikTok. Our Facebook group is in the show notes. And the Patreon automatically links. We will get content up there soon. I, we, I'm we, i just very, very busy these next few weeks.
1: So it'll be a
0: minute, but we're working on it.
1: You guys get it. Thank you for listening. We hope you've had fun with us, had a couple of laughs. And until next time, this has been... We know what you did. It makes us sick. We're going to share. Bye
0: bye. Bye.